What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. What's up, everybody? It is Dominique, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. And I am happy to be back with you. It has been like a month of Sundays, right? And um, appreciate you for listening to my podcast. And I really hope that you are well. I hope you're well and that life is treating you kindly. And I hope you're treating life kindly. Uh, and um, it is officially spring. Uh, we're in the second day of spring, which is something that comes with uh, peaks and valleys, right? If you have allergies, you're probably not as stoked about uh, the beginning of spring as someone who's not. I had my bout with uh, allergies. I've never had allergies since I moved to California, so I don't know what's in the air, but I just know I don't like it. So, but anyway, I'm on I'm I'm on the up and up where that is concerned. Uh, and just um, yesterday, I took some time and just sat down and thought about, you know, what do I care about? How do I prioritize my time and my life and what makes me feel good? What honors God? Um, what is his plan for me? Uh, and how can I manifest that? How can I live in that plan? How can I pursue that plan? Um, and a couple of thoughts came to mind that I wanted to share uh, with you. And I'm calling this episode a spring reset because I think sometimes we get in the mode of like the, the monotony of life and we forget about the gift um, that we have uh, to be able to to, to reset, right? Um, if you if you're like me, you start the year really refreshed. You have this refreshed perspective on what's possible, and um, you know there's just something about the change of the calendar year that offers new possibilities, new options, just new. Um, to me, there is something really amazing about the possibility of a fresh start. So that's what January often is for a lot of us, right? We're setting our new New Year's resolutions. We're thinking about, you know, how we want to handle things differently. We've come off a, a holiday season where we've spent time with family and celebrated life. And then it just feels like reality sets in. Like before you know it, January is gone, and it's February, and things have gone back to essentially being the way that they were before. Um, and it doesn't take long for us to be saying to ourselves, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this year is, is over, right? Um, so I was thinking, like, with spring blooming, we have the opportunity to recenter ourselves and to think again, like I was doing yesterday, a little bit about my goals, I was reevaluating. Um, some of the expectations that I have for life and people. And I started to really prayerfully consider the direction that I'm going to take um, 
in my life, in my relationships, in my career, and just for my so my for my overall well being. Uh, and here are the things that I just want to share with you: three things that I committed to doing um, that are practices that um, I have tried and found to be effective in my life. And they're just three things. This is not like rocket science or something that will really take a lot of your time or resources. But I do want to say that sometimes we think of self-care as like getting our nails done or going to the spa. I think we should consider self-care anything that centers us and that aligns us with God's will for our life. Because sometimes we are overwhelmed with the cares of the world and really they take control of us because they're really not the things that we should be focused on, right? And so we become, we take on roles and responsibilities. We volunteer for things. We get volunteer for things that meet other people's needs and objectives, but don't necessarily meet ours. And so those things bog us down. They influence how we see people, how we see systems. Like, you know, uh, I'm a church person and I love church. I love God. Um, but I think about the things that make me disconnected from church. It's not God. It's not the institution of church. It's the things that I volunteer and sign up for and the experiences that I have with people that make me resent my participation. And while sometimes it is other people's fault, a lot of times it's my fault because I've I've bitten off more than I can chew. I have put myself in cycles that I know are really not helpful because people don't change. Uh, And I have to really take a step back. So a couple of years ago, um, I was in a seminary course um, that talked about um, that talked about this idea of going on the balcony. So going above the balcony and kind of looking down at situations in your life, things that you are uh, involved in, and kind of looking at it from the perspective of if I were to maneuver or change or 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 reconsider choices that I'm making, things that I'm doing, people that I'm hanging out with. If I were looking down at my life, what changes would I make? Like what what can I can't I see um, in my own life because I'm on the same level as all the things that are happening, right? And so this idea of going on the balcony is I go to look at what I'm experiencing from a different perspective. So that's what I think um, a couple of these practices really call us to do. So let me tell you about the first idea that um, that, that kind of centers me. And that is, um, I'm calling it plan some realignment time. Plan some realignment time. If you aren't intentional about getting control of the year or the month or the day, nothing will happen. Like absolutely nothing will happen. You need to carve out time to figure it all out. I call this 
personal retreats. And, and a couple of you who you might know me in person, like you've heard me talk about these um, these ideas of personal retreats. I get some construction paper. I check into a hotel. I make some space and I figure out, God, what do you want me to do next? Nobody else is there. Nobody else is bothering me. Sometimes I don't have time or the resources to get a hotel. So I just take a long drive. And in that process of creating realignment time, God he honors that and he downloads new ideas. I figure out things that I need to do differently. I identify people that I need to let go. Um, there's some things I need to quit. There's some things I need to start. All that happens in the process of carving out time uh, to realize what's the sacrifice. The sacrifice is making the time, clearing your schedule, identifying what's not a priority so that you can do that, not using the downtime that you have to necessarily sleep. Listen, there are going to be some sacrifices that you make that are going to result in you having more sleep later, right? So like sometimes there's that 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 thing like it's like, well, you've got this little bit of time, so you should go to sleep. And sleep is very important, right? Um, when I, I'm, I don't sleep well. And um, I think I average about three hours of sleep per night. And I've always sort of been like that. Um, but particularly in my, like past my thirties, I have just not slept. And I don't know if it is the amount of coffee that I drink or what. When I really came into realization that I was struggling with sleep for a variety of different things, like the stimulus that I was taking in my life, um, the time that I was spending uh, with TV or uh, my phone or, you know, just social media, it really helps me to recast, like reevaluating what I'm doing. So there were times when, when I finally would feel sleepy, I had to fight that urge to sleep, to use the time and space to say, what can I do to sleep better? In that process, I found out that I had sleep apnea. Uh, in that process, I found out that um, there were a lot of stimulants that I was taking into my life at the wrong times of the day. In that process, I found out that you sleep better if you stretch. I found out that drinking water before bed helps you to sleep better. I found a lot of different things, but I had to take a step back from my natural urge to like do what felt natural to create realignment time. And through the process of realignment time or personal retreats, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I need to start being a better manager of my body so that as a result of this management, I can sleep better. So that's the first thing, plan some realignment time. The second is pray for direction. And now technically this should be the first thing that we do, but I didn't put it first because I wanna offer that praying for direction really needs to be something that happens on a continuum. Like prayer for direction it can be as simple as, Lord, can you just show me what to do next? Um, it can be as simple as, God, I need your direction now. Like, I'm not going to take a move until you tell me what you want me to do. Um, I think it's important for us to realize that praying for direction requires us sometimes to pause and discontinue trying to be the answer to our own problem. Um, it may mean that we have to do nothing until we hear from God. And I don't know about y'all, but that's really hard. Like I'd be praying, Lord, 
I'm on my way down to this and I need you to I need you to answer before I get there. God is like, wait a minute, did you have to go now? Because if you're asking for my help, you need to wait on my answer. Right. So like creating space for God to answer, for God to give us direction. And I believe, like I said earlier, like when we create that space, then he deposits thoughts and ideas and gives us direction and insights that we didn't have before. So prayer for direction on a continuum means that we're always praying and he's always answering according to his will and his plan for our lives. So praying for direction is putting your faith in God's timing, putting your faith in God's provision, putting your faith in the fact that God knows the path and the plan that he has for your life. So pray for direction. So create that realignment time and pray for direction. The third thing is, it's really simple, but it's one of the biggest things that we have to do, especially when we're resetting ourselves, we're thinking about starting the the or, or the year and, and kind of assessing, okay, how did the first three months go? How did the first four months go? We really need to revisit timelines. Sometimes, like, our primary issue can be that we have this very, very unrealistic approach to how we assign timelines. We create timelines based on um, the way that we see other people progressing. We create timelines based on what our parents or those that are influential in our lives think that we should be doing. We've created timelines. Some of us create timelines that don't align with um, the the things that God really wants us to do. I'll give you an example. I, um, a couple of years ago, uh, I um, really thought like, you are in the last year of your 30s, you need to buy a house. And the reason why I had never pursued buying a house was because um, I live in California, but I know ultimately I want to live in Washington or I'll have to live in Washington. My mother is there. Um, she's getting old. My entire family is there. And I thought a lot about, you know, at some point I would migrate unless, it, unless the Lord say different, you know, to the state of Washington. So I never really considered California to be a permanent home. And I never really considered purchasing a home. My friends were purchasing homes. They were on their second and third and fourth house. And I did just it's never something that piqued my interest. And so I really got invested in it. Like I, I got a real estate agent. I got a loan. I got all the stuff that I thought that I needed. And I went out and I started looking for homes. I went through the process. Yeah. And I think I talked about this on a previous uh, podcast episode. Once it was time for me to actually like pull the trigger, no pun intended, um, everything fell apart. I mean, everything fell apart. My loan um, uh, uh, person uh, moves companies. Uh, the 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 house that I was uh, my real estate agent uh, had um, you know was kind of pressuring me to say we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. And y'all, God said no like period point blank no and i didn't know what to do i was thinking like okay god like i just want to get this house before october 28th 2019 and god was like no i had no idea none of us had any idea that there would be a pandemic that would hit just months later y'all and to be honest in addition to a global pandemic like I had some like huge financial setbacks um, and I would, there is no way that I, I would have 
um, known or known how to anticipate. I don't know what I would have been. I don't know where I would have been if I would have bought the house and the roof would have messed up or something like that. It just was not in God's timing. It was the right thing to do because we we, we should have property. We should invest. It was a good idea. It wasn't a bad idea, but it was not in God's timing. And so I had to revisit my timelines. I had to say to myself, is it better for me to have a house or is it better to me, for me to have a house in God's timing? Who is forcing me or stressing me out or making me feel like this is the right time? Listen, if you don't hear from the Lord about timing, it's not the right time, right? And sometimes you, we have the resources and we have the people and we have the processes and we have the, the everything is in our favor. And God is like, nope, it's, it's not. It's not. I mean, I had great people around me that were helping me, that were coaching me. My most of my friends are homeowners. They were rooting me on. I had the money. I mean, everything was just, you know, set up. And and but it wasn't God's timing. And God knew what was going to happen down the road, even when I didn't know, right? And so um, what I learned from that experience is you better revisit your timelines. Like you can't be comparing yourself to what other people think should be happening, right? Like if whatever God's will is for you, listen, it is going to happen some way or another. God's going to make it happen. God's going to to, to to set you up for success or whatever it is that he desires to be the path that you will take. It will be the path that you take. Don't let the timeline that you have created get in the way of God's plan. Okay? So... Those are three simple things. Plan some realignment time. Have a personal retreat. Get your stuff in in order, right? Uh, And then pray for direction on the continuum, right? God, what do you want me to do next? Show me. Put the people in my life. Put the systems in my life. God, like, reveal to me what you want me to do in my career. Reveal to me what you want me to do as I lead this family or this ministry. And then finally, revisit the timelines that you have said. Some of them are unrealistic. Listen, if you like to eat and you don't have a strategy for eating differently, like going on a diet today might not be a good idea. You might decide to go on a diet and then start thinking about seeing a dietitian. But if you decide that you're going to lose 50 pounds in the next week, it's going to be hard for you because you got stuff in the refrigerator that you ain't going to let go back. You can go to the refrigerator and you're going to see it and you're going to be like, oh, no. I forgot I had this leftover Olive Garden. And then you're just going to eat it because you're going to get hungry. Gummy worms and gummy bears are my problem. And then real expensive ones, too. Like the the Sprouts has these mango uh, gummy bears, and they're like $4 a pound. And it's just a problem for me. Anyway, uh, I said all that to say it's spring. And there are so many wonderful opportunities to reset our thinking, our mindset, and to take inventory of what we can do differently so that we can have a successful year. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you that you have given us this privilege to think about setting our affections on you and recentering ourselves in your will We thank you, God, in advance for those who listen, that they might have the will and the ability, the the resources to create time uh, to realign themselves in you. 
we pray, God, that as your people pray for direction, that you will speak to their hearts, that you will show them what to do, that you will not leave them without direction in their life, that you will put people in their path to encourage them and to enrich their journey, Father God, because they have prayed to you. Then finally, Father God, forgive us for uh, creating our own timelines that didn't always align with what you had planned. And then after they didn't, we're pushing them or, or, or allowing ourselves to fall in seasons and spaces of depression and, and, and disgruntledness because um, we, um, our ways um, were not your way. God, help us to step away from unhealthy timelines and help us to acknowledge your timing. Help us to seek you and help us to be comfortable with what you're doing. Help us to trust the plan that you have for our life, even if we don't know what it is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you all. Season.